Welcome to episode 14 of the Infuse You podcast. My name is Teresa and I am your host. The goal of this podcast is to help women and young girls fill up their cups. Oftentimes we are so focused on helping and supporting others that we forget to take care of ourselves too. Today's episode title is Failure and How It Impacts You. Failure is inevitable, but how you respond to failure makes all the difference. So let's get into it. If you are listening to this podcast, you have failed at some point in your life. You have failed to complete a task. You failed to make a relationship work. You failed a test. You failed to save money. You failed to read a person's emotions and how they felt. You failed in many parts of your life. So what does it actually mean to fail? Failure is defined as a lack of success or the inability to meet an expectation. The problem is that we can read too much into this definition of failure. All too often, we tie it to our sense of self-worth, self-esteem, and self-acceptance. The expectation we fail to meet is often our own, not anyone else's. It's something that we've created in our own head. Now, I'm here to share with you I'm sure you all know this, you've heard it before, but I'm here to remind you, I should say, that we are all imperfect humans and we have to understand that we are not always gonna get it right. I always tell my fitness students, if you don't learn the class choreography the first time you see it done, that doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing or that you have failed. It just means you have to keep trying, keep practicing, and eventually you will get there. Now in my lifetime, I have failed more times than I can remember. I failed to pay a bill on time. I failed to make a scheduled doctor's appointment. I failed to take medicine when I needed it when I was sick. I failed to be committed in a relationship. I failed to manage my time. I've also failed to call a friend who was really in need of my help. I failed to make sure my kids had clean laundry for the school week. I've failed to teach a full class without messing up some part of the choreo or training block. And this list goes on and on and on. Now, the reason why I'm sharing these things with you is to show you that it does not matter how put together I may seem to those people on the outside. There are always things that I need to work on on the inside that you and others may not see. There are always challenges that I have to face in life, just like I'm sure each of you do as well. Now, we're going to break it down and get into how we allow failure to impact us And the most important thing I want you to remember from today's episode is how you allow failure to impact you, all right? So the fear of failure can be the cause of many emotional and psychological problems. Some of those include shame. We're embarrassed, right, when we fail. Depression, we feel we're not good enough. Anxiety, panic attacks, or low self-esteem. It negatively impacts how we perform at school, at work, and how we interact with others in our lives, our friends and our family. Failure also manipulates us. It manipulates our perception of our actual abilities by making us feel less willing to complete a task. Once we've failed, we are likely to assess our skills, intelligence, and capabilities incorrectly, and we see them as significantly weaker than they actually are. So how can we use our failures to our advantage? According to an article written on the subject of failure by the Indeed editorial team, handling professional fear takes effort, acceptance, and action. Now, a few of the tips they've shared on how to turn failure into success when it comes to professional failure are as follows. The first one is to think of failure as a tool. 
Oftentimes we don't do this. So think of failure as a tool. Consider changing your mindset about failure and instead of thinking it as a tool to help you determine what works and what doesn't, right? So consider changing your mindset about failure and instead think of it as a tool to help you determine what works and what doesn't. Viewing failure as an opportunity to innovate rather than as a detriment to success can significantly help you accept and use failure to your advantage. Tip number two, separate failing from failure. Many of us consider failing and failure as different concepts with failing as the act of trying something you learn doesn't work and failure is the act of giving up and not continuing to try. Thinking of them as separate terms can help you stay motivated towards success. So I'm going to repeat that. Failing and failure are two different concepts. Failing is the act of trying something you learn doesn't work. Failure is the act of giving up and not continuing to try. So the example that I gave about my students not learning the choreography, they may have failed at learning the choreographer a choreography but them fa having failure is if they're not going to try again they're going to give up and not continue to try right so that's the difference the next tip is define what success means to you knowing what you want to achieve and how you measure success can help you determine your outlook on what defines failure and how to move past it. So define what it means to you, not what it means to John, Billy, Jack, Joe, and Sheila. Define what success means to you. Because if we are working on others' definition of success, and that's not what success means to us, we can fail time and time again if we are not aligned properly with what success means for us. Next tip, keep it professional. Often you handle a failure or error in a professional setting matters more than the mistake itself. So how you handle the failure matters more than the mistake itself, right? So keep, so consider keeping a professional demeanor and exercise emotional intelligence. Remain composed, mindful, and understanding about the situation. So I'm going to share a story. When I first started working in corporate America, this was a challenge for me because I get very defensive when someone tells me that I failed or that I've made an error. I had to learn to listen to what they were telling me, understand how I made the mistake or the error and take that criticism and use it as fuel to correct my error and my ways and learn from it versus taking it as if it was an attack on me, an attack on my work. So keep it professional, listen, 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 because whatever they are telling you about the failure or the mistake, if you really listen to what they have to say, it's going to help you to not make that mistake as frequently or not make that mistake at all in the future. And it's going to also give you a lesson. Okay. We have to take responsibility. That's the next tip. Owning your failure is often a sign of maturity and professionalism both of which are powerful qualities in achieving success. Again, that was me. I want to always put the blame on somebody else or if so-and-so didn't do this, then I wouldn't have to do that. We have to take responsibility for our part in the failure, right? Have confidence and stay committed. 
While others can help you achieve success and move past failure, most of the work and accomplishment comes from inside of you. We have to stay self-confident in our abilities and continue to work hard towards our professional goals, outlining the steps and actions that it takes to achieve them. We talked about this in the episode on cultivating your confidence. So if you have not listened to that episode, rewind, go back and listen to that episode and learn ways that you can, things that you can do, excuse me, and ways that you can help yourself stay self-confident, okay? Next tip, move forward, move forward rather than dwelling on it. Consider alternative options and take action to address the failure you've experienced. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you like to talk to people? Do you have something to share with the world? Well, if that is you, just like I was, I was so confused, didn't know where to start, what tools to use, what tools I needed, but I'm so excited to be partnering with Buzzsprouts. They helped me kickstart my podcast. They have all of the resources that you need, both in written form and also YouTube tutorials. And if you sign up for their paid plan, you will receive a $20 credit if you use the link in my profile bio, and you will also be helping to support the Infuse You podcast. In addition, we now offer premium content All of our Free Your Mind Friday episodes are now in our bonus episode category. And soon we will be having live stream podcast episodes with our guest speakers. Tune in in April. We are going to have two guest speakers coming up. And if you want access to that and our bonus content, please click the support show link and subscribe for as low cost of $3 per month to access all of our premium content. We appreciate all of the support and love all across the world. Keep tuning in to infuse you. Working to correct a mistake rather than dwelling can often help you get motivated and achieve success faster than continually thinking about what went wrong. So don't stay in the mess. Get up, reassess, and move forward. Lastly, take a break and set new goals. It's okay to pause. Let me repeat that. It's okay to pause after experiencing failure. This can help you gain perspective on what lessons there are to learn from the situation and then consider creating an action plan and set specific goals, organizing yourself and focusing on the next steps to take toward achieving your original desired outcome or a new victory. Sometimes in life we fail because what we are actually trying to achieve is not the proper goal, right? So sometimes when I think I want to do something and I go out and try to do it and it doesn't happen, I sit down and evaluate and I realize, you know what? That's not really what I wanted to do. So let's reassess and rewind, learn, marinate, and go back and recreate the actual goal that we want to achieve, okay? So the Indeed editorial talked to us about failing professionally and how to deal with the impact of failure. So now we're going to flip the switch and we're going to talk about failing and how it affects us personally and emotionally. So the University of Melbourne's Counseling and Psychological Services shares how we can cope with personal failure or how we can deal with personal failure. So number one tip. We have to give ourselves permission to feel. So when we fail, we can experience a variety of different uncomfortable emotions. We talked about them in the Indeed editorial, shame, disappointment, sadness, worry, anger, embarrassment, and so many others. 
These emotions hurt and our instincts are often to escape from them by suppressing them and avoiding them. Now, suppressing and avoiding can bring short-term sense of relief, but it does not resolve the issue, which means what? If it does not resolve the issue, it's gonna come up again. And when it comes up again, it is gonna get in the way of healthy processing of our emotions, all right? So rather than struggling with our feelings, it could be more helpful to allow them to just be. First, identify and label the emotion. So if you failed at something and it makes you feel horrible, say that out loud. I feel horrible because I didn't complete this task. Or I feel horrible because I let this person down. I feel embarrassed because I did X, Y, and Z. So identify and label that emotion. Then allow yourself some time to sit with it. Allow yourself time to experience that emotion. So if you feel embarrassed, sit in that embarrassment. If you feel sad, sit in that sadness. And when you're sitting in that emotion and you're experiencing it, remember that failure is a part of everyone's life experience and it's crucial to our success. Tip number two, practice self-compassion. Self-compassion is an important step in taking care of yourself when you're coping with failure. Once we've acknowledged that we're experiencing something painful, extend the same compassion you would if it was other people. Extend that to yourself. So when you see a friend that's in pain, what do you do? You tell them that you're there for them. You hug them. You love on them. You tell them that you're going to pray for them. Have that same type of self-compassion for yourself. Be warm, caring, and understanding towards yourself instead of judging and criticizing what you did wrong. Now, this approach is far more effective as humans are innately flawed. We will inevitably make mistakes from time to time. So practicing self-compassion or what I call giving yourself grace, you are accepting your humanity and the reality that things don't often go the way we would like. This allows self-compassionate people to be more resilient, to get up and try again when they don't meet their goals. All right. Some examples of ways to practice self-compassion include asking yourself how you would treat a friend if they were in a similar situation and beginning a self-compassion journal or taking a self-compassion break. So practice self-compassion, give yourself grace. None of us are perfect. Next, reflect on the experience and adopt a growth mindset. Again, although it's painful, we can learn and grow from our past failures. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this experience? What useful information can I gain from this experience to help move me forward? How can I better prepare for the next challenge? How can you foster resilience in the face of stress and hardship? When we reflect on our failure, it can also be helpful to perceive it from a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. What does that mean? A fixed mindset is when you believe that your qualities and skills are fixed and therefore they're never going to change no matter what you do. So what that puts into your head is what is the point of trying if I'm just going to continue to fail? That is a fixed mindset. A growth mindset is when you believe that your qualities and skills can develop and improve with time and experience. For example, you tell yourself it's always good to try. Failure is a learning curve. 
Experiencing a failure doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It might be that you just haven't figured it out quite yet. So I want you to try to adopt a growth mindset. Like I keep saying, progress, not perfection. That is my motto. None of us are perfect, but if we adopt a growth mindset, we know that eventually we're gonna learn, we're gonna change, we're gonna adapt, and we're gonna be able to reach that goal, right? So don't stay in that fixed mindset. You got this. Next, revisit your goals and create a plan for the future. So when we make a mistake, let's not dwell on it. Especially if it's in the past, dwelling on those past failures and mistakes are no longer necessary, right? Because the longer we dwell on them, the longer you will stay stuck. You will stay stuck where you are. Once we have given ourselves sufficient time to feel the emotion associated with the failure and we've given ourselves grace and care in the midst of it, we've reflected on what we have learned from the experience and we've identified or written down areas for improvement, it's time to review your goals and create a plan for the future. So at this stage, it is important to consider if your goal is realistic and achievable. I'm sure many of you have heard about SMART goals, right? The SMART goal tool helps us to start and write down our goals to determine if they are realistic and achievable, right? So SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So when we make our goals, we have to specifically write down what it is that we want to accomplish. And then how are we going to measure that? So if we want to lose weight, say we want to lose 10 pounds in 30 days, that's our goal. How are you going to measure it? By getting on the scale every day. Is it attainable? Can you actually do it? So you got to ask yourself that, right? And then the time bound piece, 30 days. You said you want to lose that weight in 30 days, right? So revisit your goals and create a plan for the future. So to wrap up this episode, I want to share an excerpt from Lovey Ajayi Jones book, Professional Troublemaker, The Fear, Fear Fighter Manual. I've been sharing a lot about this book. It's been a great book to read. If you haven't read it, pick up a copy. Um, in this book, there is a chapter titled Fail Loudly. And there is a section that really resonated with me that I want to share. I'm going to read it directly from the book. It's on page 115. And the section reads, none of us belong on pedestals. Not one of us. We are flawed people whose jobs make us seem grander than we are. I know I can be trash and have garbage ways. I am not infallible or smarter than someone just because I have the platform. Nah, I got kicked off my pedestal and I hope people didn't put me back on it because I don't deserve it. Leave me down here because I can't live up to the standards folks often ascribe to personalities they follow. I will disappoint you. I will let you down. I will fuck up, but I will hopefully never stop learning how to show up in the best way I know how. I will not stop growing. I will not stop holding myself accountable to who I say I am. So what she is basically saying is that she doesn't want to be put on a pedestal because she knows that she is not perfect. I don't want to be put on a pedestal because I know that I'm not perfect. She understands and I understand that we are a flawed human being, right? We are flawed. Nothing we do is going to be perfect. But as long as we keep showing up the best way that we know how, we won't never stop growing and never stop holding ourselves accountable. 
We're going to do great things. So fail loudly. Get up. Try again. Fail loudly. Get up and don't stop getting up. Fail loudly. Reevaluate your goals. Fail loudly and give yourself grace. Today, we talked about the importance of learning how to deal with our failures. We must not sit and wallow in them. Instead, we need to get to the root of why and how we failed and then learn what we can do better the next time, right? We have to give ourselves grace. I just said that we are all imperfect humans. Michelle Obama's quote says it best. Instead of letting your hardships and failures discourage or exhaust you, let them inspire you. Let them make you even hungrier to succeed. Tune in next week as I share my experience as a mother of a disabled daughter and the everyday challenges that being her mother presents. Let's get into it. You have been listening to the Infuse You podcast. I hope that something was said today that will help you along your life journey. Continue to do you, be you, and infuse you. Be blessed.